My name is Jasmine Henry and I'm running for State Representative District 8. So the culture of my district is one, I, I would say there's parts progressive, um, there's part that's just the street, but basically, you know, it's, it's working folks trying to make it. That's, that's my district. So you need, I think that we've got um, a unique district in a sense, um, but also in a sense is very traditional to what you would see in Detroit. You know, businesses, we do have more um, kind of mainstream type businesses. Uh, we do have the new Meyer. Um, well, it's not new anymore, but Meyer on uh, Grand River. That's that's in our area. There's a lot of, um, you know, same kind of thing. You know, your barber shop, your beauty shops. You know, that kind of thing. Um, organizations. We've got Grand Mountain Rosedale Community Development. Um, so I would say there's there's a pretty good mix. I think more so than a lot of areas, um, because of the uniqueness of different neighborhoods but you know we got a fair mix you know honestly it's been my friends and family um i would have to say though and my church family you know my faith is very important to me so they've gotten behind me but just people i know i've been tossing the idea around of running for a while um just kind of put it on the back burner didn't think it was something i could do and then you know when I decided to do it, my family was like, yeah, that's the next step. My friends were like, we need to hear your voice. And so, yeah, so far, and my kids, they're like, go for it, mom. <laughs> so, you know, kind of my big platform issues are education, access to healthcare, and this auto insurance. So, you know, there's, there's a lot of talk and a lot of discussion around auto insurance, but there's not a lot of action. Some of that I credit to having a Republican governor and legislature, um, but we got to stop the divisiveness. So, you know, that that is the forefront for me, is pushing legislation to eliminate redlining, to eliminate, you know, non-driving factors um, when it comes to auto insurance, and really making this affordable. Well, you know, we have to look at it um, our personal injury protection or our PIP coverage being unlimited, that's the one slice of universal health care that we have. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm not going so far to advocate universal health care, but that is the one sliver that we do have that everybody has access to. So let's not take that away, but let's find a way to work through that. Um, you know, with regard to education, you know, legislation that... I don't want to say levels the playing field because I think there are some inherent differences that, you know, the playing field just isn't going to be level between city and suburban, you know, things like that. But specifically looking at making sure that our young people within the city are career and job ready and whether that's technical education. So I do want to look at legislation increasing the access and the number of programs for vocational and technical education. I understand everybody is not that college type. Everyone's not ready to go to college or that's not their desire. That's okay. We've been pushing this college, college, college for so long, forgetting that we need welders, we need plumbers, we need tool and die makers, all of that. This boom that's happening in Detroit, our kids are getting left behind because they don't have the skills 
to do the jobs. They don't have the apprenticeships, the journeymen, the trades. So we're building and we have these requirements on businesses to hire X number of people within the city. But if the city is not, <laughs> it doesn't have a workforce that meets the need, where does that put us? So, um, you know, that's that. And, and as far as legislation around healthcare access, I think a big component to that is cultural competency. So when I say that, I mean making sure that the individuals that are working with the community understand who we are, understand how to communicate with us, understand different demographics. And right now, there is no legislation, there isn't anything requiring healthcare workers, providers, doctors, nurses, excuse me, home healthcare aides, any of that, to have any cultural competency competency training that's a problem to me you know and and i don't think it's just within the city but you know for folks of color that's huge you know um so we can't act like it doesn't it, it's not there so that's another piece of legislation i'd like to uh implement yeah so that's a great question because <laughs> what i think is missing in the conversation when we talk about legislation is who do you include in the process? And oftentimes we have people that hold positions of power making decisions for everybody else without engaging the community, without asking the folks who this affects, what do you need? So, you know, as part of that, I pride myself on being a person of people, of the people. So not only reaching out to the community and asking what are your needs? What do you need to see? What are you feeling? taking that back and working with other lawmakers and encouraging them to do the same so that we truly are working and representing the people who sent us to Lansing. Bottom line, be there, be accessible. You know, I'm not above going to knock on your door, picking up the phone to call you, emailing you and saying, look, I need your help. Just like you need the community's help, I need your help. Let's talk through this. Let me understand where you're coming from. Let me understand what your needs are. But it's a matter of building relationships. And that doesn't happen overnight. I get that. You know, being a political newcomer, it's kind of like, how do you get your foot in the door? If I'm elected, bottom line is, I'm serving these people. I need to work with you. I'm going to hound you. You know, in my day job, I kind of deal in sales. So I have to get out there and I have to talk to folks about things that topics that are are difficult about health care about how are you going to spend your health care dollars you know so um really and, and and looking at my existing base of friends co-workers acquaintances business folk you know to really see where i can leverage these relationships or how can i make the introductions and really help get folks on my side. So if I'm not elected, bottom line is I'm going to become more involved and support the person who is my representative because they're still my neighbor, right? Because they would be sitting in that position. They would be the representative for District 8. So I'm not going to back away from this and say, you know, oh, I didn't get elected. I'm not messing with you no more. No, absolutely not. So in whatever ways I can help that individual, whether 
you know, that's knocking on doors, whether I can be included in meetings, whether it is um, putting together community forums, then that's what I'm going to do because ultimately they're working for us. Uh, education and um, health care, those are, are the, the two main ones. And um, education, I say, because it is so important. The city and our young people have been through so much. And our educators, our teachers, our paraprofessionals, our administrators, they have been through the gamut over the last 10 to 15 years. So many different changes, cuts in funding, emergency manager, you know, a new administration. And I think they're weary, you know, and we've got to find a way to work together. But we also have to understand the challenges that we're facing in the city, many of those challenges are being faced by rural districts as well. And they're being faced by other urban districts across the state. So when we start to look at US, who am I gonna engage to work with me on legislation, things like that, let's break the partisan line and let's work together. You know what I'm saying? So, so rural districts are seeing lack of funding they're seeing students leaving the area. We talk about the brain drain. That doesn't just exist here in Detroit. That exists statewide. So let's look to some of these commonalities that we have and focus on that instead of our differences. If we begin to do that, I do believe that we can begin to move the needle um, and really accomplish some positive things. When we talk about healthcare, you know, my day job working in healthcare, working at Blue Cross on the side of the insurance company, sometimes raises, you know, I hate to tell people I work at Blue Cross, but they didn't pay this or they didn't pay that. Or the flip side of it is you guys are fantastic. You know, so it's, it's given me a different insight, I think, into the healthcare system. There's a lot that needs to be done. And I tend to look at it through the lens of social justice. So even though my job, I'm, I'm doing it one way. My compassion and who I am really comes out and that's the approach that I take to my job. I have a lot of empathy, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes that doesn't mesh well with the business world, but I can only be who I am. So I think those are areas that we can, we can make some progress. So again, that, that boils down to being accessible. Um, making a conscious effort to learn about different areas you know born in detroit raised on the west side of the state in kalamazoo went to school in lansing so i've seen different parts of the state i feel comfortable in different parts of the state and there are different areas that have different concerns but the bottom line is we're all still michiganders right and when the flint water crisis occurred when those those folks were poisoned i immediately instead of stepping in, saying oh my gosh woe is woe is them and that's so bad let me donate ten dollars no i'm donating my time i took my kids we're still going up there knocking door to door do you have water do you need water do you have a filter we did this and we're still doing this two years later three years later so when you get down on the ground and you begin to meet people when you begin to talk with people, that breaks down the barriers. And so 
it allows you to have genuine interactions with folks. And I think that's where our legislators, some of them, um, they get lost. They've become politicized and um, they become politicians as opposed to elected officials. And um, we have to remember who you're working for and what really matters. So, you know, bottom line, I really feel as though my greatest strength is my approachability. I'm always gonna be Jasmine. I want you folks to say, you know what? That's my representative, I'm gonna call her up. Or, hey, she's not my district, but I can't get a hold of my, let me reach out to her. So let's make government work for us. You know, that's it. Well, they can visit my website, which is vote the number four, Jasmine Henry. Um, you can check me out on Facebook. Uh, it is Jazz, the number four state rep. You can email me, vote the number four, jasminehenry at gmail.com. But, you know, any way you want to do it, Jazz is here. So I look forward to talking with folks and meeting you this summer. Detroit is Different is where you get information, artistry, history, music, and even comedy. Detroit is Different, a home for the culture of Detroit. Visit online at DetroitIsDifferent.com today.